Direct from the great halls of blister cards and twist ties, this is episode 71 of the Action Figure Blues podcast for the week of Wednesday, 3rd of July. I'm Eli, and with me tonight are... Adam. Scott. And John. This episode is brought to you by ShelfLife.net and ActionFigureBlues.com. Tonight, after our regular features, our special guest is Funko designer Reese O'Brien. Welcome, gents. How are we all going? Well, thanks, Eli. Good. Good. Excellent. What's everybody been up to this week? Has everybody been out to see Man of Steel yet? Tomorrow? Uh, no, I'll be waiting till it's on DVD or Blu-ray. Really? Uh, that's what I'll do too. Yeah, I don't like Superman enough to spend cinema prices on him. Ooh, harsh. You guys suck, so I'm the only one who's seen it. I'm. Se- yeah. yeah my, my oldest and I are seeing it tomorrow. I will admit $28 that I paid to see it was pretty fucking much. <laughs> uh, what did you have, like, somebody bringing popcorn to you? or No, no. It was the um, VMAX cinema and it was 3D, so, you know, you're paying for that yeah. as well. Um, but we, we do get ripped off in the cinemas in Australia. I think, um, I think New Zealand's cheaper than here, isn't it, or is it a little bit dearer? I don't know. Not sure. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I finally got to see World War Z this week. Mm. Um, now, now you'd read the book. Now, how did you think of that? Um, look, I mean, I knew that it was. It's basically set before the book. Like, it's not. It's not the book. So that didn't bother me at all. Um, I thought it on one level it was a fantastic movie, and had the scariest zombies in any movie I've ever seen. Um. But on another level, it disappointed me only because the the World War Z story is about the global scale and global impact of a zombie outbreak um, where everyone reacts to it differently and everyone comes up with their own solutions. And World War Z manages to be a world-spanning story where one American solves it all. <laughs> so, you know, that was it was a bit of a like, yeah, no. And it just got more and more contrived as it went on where um so it, it kind of left me with a cinematically it's amazing, you know, great effects, great casting, great, but um yeah, and, and really set up for a sequel as well, which um that's all right. It was it was a really good film. If I hadn't read the book, I probably would have thought it was fantastic, but I read the book. <laughs> <laughs> Just like I um, have read Under the Dome, and I watched the first episode of that and thought, bleh. I'm sorry. I just watched the um, Simpsons movie. <laughs> <laughs> That's tr- Under the Dome is such a great book, and it's so deep and in, in rich in character and that sort of thing. And uh, just you know what you have to do to it to turn it into a television series right away chops so much out of it, but then they've made some really odd choices that I kind of think, you know, I don't know how that's going to work 
But anyway, it was a huge hit, that first episode, so there you go. That's hmm. what I've been up to. I, I, I have to ask a question about you guys that went to the theater this week. Um, ben was posting that they have assigned seats at his theater. Is that yeah. common over there? Yeah. Yep. Really? You, yeah. You, you, if you if you pre-order your tickets um, in in the big the big cinemas the big chains, yeah, you can you can pick your seats. Not even huh. um, our local, you can't not pick your seat. You buy a ticket at the front and you have to go. I want those seats. Yeah. If even book, though there's you know ten people seeing the movie. If you book online, you you can like we booked online for Men of Steel for tomorrow and we chose our seats. Yeah. Mm. Fascinating. I've never been to a theater that does that. It's just one of the ways that we maintain order here in Australia. Like it's just a. Hey, I've got another question about people who go to cinemas. Um, <laughs> I like going to see movies by myself. But there was a couple of guys at work when I was talking, and they've they both got young children, and they say I haven't been to the movies in ages. And I said, well, just sneak off to see a later thing. But I, and one guy said, I've never been to the cinema by myself. Oh, I have. I think because I travel a lot for work. Like if I, that, that's mm. that's a great opportunity to see. You know, like yeah. no one in my family would go see World War Z with me. So, but I was just up, you know, out for one night for away for work this week, and so I had nothing else to do besides sit in the hotel room and watch television. So I went to the movies. Anybody else who's never been by themselves? I've only went once or twice, and that was when I was divorced. <laughs> I'm not laughing at you being divorced. I'm laughing at yeah, it's okay. what that says about us. I guess I don't know. <laughs> what have you been up this week, John? Uh, not a lot. Been going hammer and tongs at work. Oh, nice. Ah! nice vernacular there. <laughs> You're so culturally appropriate. Well, you know, it was funny because uh, Somebody was mixing their accents between English and Australian earlier this week at work, and it really kind of it, it really kind of irritated me, just because I've been I've been you know listening to you guys for so long now that, um, you know I was like, well wait a minute, I'm pretty sure they don't say cheerio, mate, down in Australia. <laughs> I, I just I'm sure they don't do it. Uh, you guys don't do that, do you? No, cheerio, mate. Uh, yeah, see, it just—it just didn't make sense to me. We were bagging out uh, an Australian accent on an episode of uh, NCIS the other day, and then oh, realized, that was awful. But then we realized it was an Australian actor. <laughs> but, but I think for us, when you, you hear an Australian actor on an American show, it just stands out so much, and it sounds fake. Like it's, yeah, the context yeah. is wrong, so you go. That sounds wrong. I was like, wow, yeah. man, that is such – it was just – it wasn't as bad. I was like, man, that's such a cheesy, overdone um, Australian accent. And then it was like, oh, I know. He's an Australian. Oops. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Adam? What have you been doing? Uh, flat knacker at work. Uh, <laughs> last weekend, though, ordered my new car, so looking forward to getting that in a couple of weeks. Now you're going to have to explain flat knacker to John. <laughs> Just in case you um, hammer and tongs. You really killed Eli, by the way. <laughs> okay, first of all, what what's a knacker? I'm pretty sure Scott and I have never heard of flat knacker before. Yeah, well, 
I'm, I'm assuming that knacker would be the same as, you know, every other term of getting knackered means, so. Okay. You've never heard of getting knackered. You've never yeah, knackered yeah, yourself. Yes. Yeah. Um, so I'd assume that flat knacker is, I don't know why it's flat knacker, but flat out. So you're becoming knackered by going flat out. So it's yes. just, mm, matter of fact, I'm knackered right now. Knackered. <laughs> <laughs> Arnold? Arnold? <laughs> <laughs> Arnold's got his work cut out for him. Yep. Well, that's one of the reasons why, you know, a degree in anthropology was one of the um, requirements for the uh, Entomology job. as well. Yeah, so the uh, entomology as well, yeah, but just like, you know, cu- cultural understandings um, and uh, that sort of thing, very important, to just to bridge the gap between us, let alone the listeners. Do, do you think uh, we could get subtitles for this podcast so that people around the world can understand? Yeah, and signing as well. Uh, <laughs> I'm signing right now. Yeah, we could put that into the enhanced video podcast. We could have, like, interpretations for... Um, you know, the deaf and for... I, I, I think, think we should have German subtitles. Well, German subtitles. You, you probably should. We should have German subtitles because that's one thing I wanted to mention was um, that I was looking at the audience statistics on the Action Figure Blues website the other day, which I don't actually do very often. And uh, in the last month, we've had over 41,000 page views from Germany. So I'm thinking that we've taken off really, really big time over there and didn't know it. So, hey, or... Um, uh, off Wiedersehen. Uh, oh, that's yeah. goodbye, isn't it? Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Oh, the show's Guten not Tag. over. Yeah. Guten, Guten Tag. Guten Tag. Guten Tag. Yeah, my kids. My kids study German at school. I should be asking them. Mm. All my Germans from Ren and Stimpy, so I don't think I'm going to use that. <laughs> 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 Alrighty, I suppose we should get going with this show, huh? Are you saying that we're wandering aimlessly at the moment, Eli? (laughs) Yes. Okay. That's not what's upsetting me, though. Oh, what's upsetting you? The time. (gasps) The time. Dun, 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 dun. All right, let's do some news. Okay, we'll be back right after this short break with some articulated news. It's a fembot. New from Kenner. And Jamie Summers, the bionic woman, sold separately. I'm Jamie Summers. Oh, no, you're not. I am. You're a fembot. Your paralyzer gave you away. She's unmasked me. Now I have to disguise myself as a mystery baby. No one will recognize me. Not even Jamie. Ha, ha. Fembot comes with everything seen here. Jamie Summers, the bionic woman, sold separately. Well, before we get to our main features, we like to start each episode with a bit of news. Articulated news is where we discuss the latest events and announcements in the toy and collectibles world. We're not a comprehensive toy news service, but we do like to talk about a bunch of toys. Um, so this is all the stuff that's caught our eye during the week. Adam, you've got the first thing this week. And I, I do, I, I do. I, I think you're a little bit upset. Uh-oh. Well, yeah, look, the, the first thing is... um. We have Lego Kuso results. And yes, I said Lego. I'm from South Australia. That's how we say it here. Man, um, more hate say mail. Castle as well. No, we're not from the Eastern States. And, and what do you call um, what Americans call bologna? Uh, we call that fritz. Yeah. Oh, hang on. No, is bologna fritz or is, is fritz. it? Yeah, it's fritz. Yeah. Except we call, it, it? we call it Devon. Devon. I think it's called bologna here. 
absolutely not. Mm. That's even weirder. <laughs> anyway. Um, anyway, so results are that Thinking with Portals, which was basically based off Portal 1, Portal 2, whatever, the video games, is um, under further consideration. The um, UCS Sandcrawler, for those that were following it, which was absolutely massive, um, didn't get up. Yeah. Uh, but the Mars Science Laboratory Curiosity Rover did get up. So that's the next one going. It doesn't look like it's a really massive kit, but there you go. Um, so that's what we're getting this quarter from Kuso. It's a little bit underwhelming, I think. Is that a bummer? Yeah. It's cool. But no, like it. it's a bummer about the sand troopers. Mm. I think the Mars rover thing's a bit underwhelming, but yeah, the sand crawler is disappointing. But yeah. I um I saw what is it the Hadron Collider something something that's one that's up as well and um, I think that's up for the next rounds. Okay, they do it in quarterlies, but they've had to like bring it down to a manageable size, and it just doesn't look that interesting at all. At the smaller size, they've pulled it down. I think for consideration. Yeah, I can't imagine it would be impressive if it's just essentially a a small ring. With a couple of bits around it, so. <laughs> but the the big issue with the sand crawler is really just licensing, isn't it? Yeah, well, it's partly licensing because they have to negotiate with Lucasfilm um, slash Disney now, I guess. Mm. But the thing that's probably really killed it was just how big it was. I can't imagine that they were ever going to put something out that was going to be four or five hundred bucks at a Kusu. But yeah, there you go. So moving on. Uh, the SDCC 2013 Playmates exclusive for Ninja Turtles is going to be a shredder. So he's got a removable helmet and otherwise he, you know, he looks like shredder. He's got a cape and he's got his claws and his armor. So I'm sure that'll be, uh, one that Ben picks up if he can somehow manage it. Looks pretty cool. It does. It looks like a pretty fun, you know, addition to the line if you're really into it. Yeah. It looked a little more realistic than the rest of that line, though. Oh, it'd be interesting to see one side by side. Like, and just see, is it just really the head that's different? Or, like, the, you know, the unmasked head that's different? Or is it actually a completely different figure? Yeah. Anyway, I think it looks good, so... It is pretty much the same figure. I think it's the the cape. Oh, okay. Um, Maybe this... Is new and possibly um, chrome features rather than the sort of the matte grey that the um, standard figure has. Yeah. Mm. But the helmet looks really cool. It's the same, pretty much. Well, it's a slightly different it's design. Slightly different. Okay. There you go. Yes. You were right, John. What? When you said you thought it looked like it had more detail. Oh. Yeah. Just never mind. I, oh. That's what I thought. Never mind. I actually took the time to tell you that you were right. This is like I, a... I know. No, I'm moving I on. I, moving on. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Fine. Don't know okay. how to react to that. So my last bit of <laughs> last bit of news is um, that there's going to be more battle beast. Mini Mates provided at uh, SDCC this year. The one that they've announced is a um, a purple translucent shadow merc. So one of the members of um, Battle Beasts, the hero side. Um, and I think there was also this... something about some blind bag ones as well being available. Does so I may that have character, that. that Battle Beast, have the ability to become translucent? I would assume it does. I don't read the series, so... Okay. I Someone, just, you know, I do, you know, I think translucent things are basically dumb. So, unless yeah, well, there's, unless there's a real um, reason for it, I reject this. 
Arnold can research it for us and get back to us. What are you saying about, John? Are you, are you a big fan of... Are you actually purple and translucent? We've never met you. Maybe. Ooh. I like translucent things. But why? They're cool. Does it have a personal resonance to you? Yeah, because, you know... Because you're I, translucent! I, I, I knew it! Translucent, yeah. <laughs> right, okay. Anyway. <laughs> I'm tired! All right! <laughs> Adam, could Moving you on. do something here, or is it yeah, so, John now? Or? So, um, so, so that's my news, and um, let, let's go and find out what John's got for us. Well, Tamashi Nations has announced or revealed their SH Monster Arts, and I'm going to butcher this, so please forgive me. Biolante uh, figure, or Biolante, or <laughs> however you want to say it. Um, that's what they call it in Spain. Which is a huge uh, Godzilla. Uh, adversary this figure is going to be I think about 12 inches tall which is, and looks like it's got articulated little snapper uh, tentacles lots of mouths and it's got a light up feature in it um, says a little dwarf even the mighty king Gitter 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 thank you <laughs> um, making her the largest foe Godzilla will ever tangle with Pretty cool looking figure. Um, however, I did some more looking on this, and uh, one of our non-show sponsors has this up for pre-order, and it's coming out in January. Anybody want to take a guess on the price? Two hundred and fifty dollars. You are very close. It's two hundred <gasps> two hundred and twenty-nine dollars. Does he wow. lose points? Does he lose points for that? Oh God! Yeah, that, he might. I didn't realize we we're doing a quiz. We're going minus points now. <laughs> Does not he does not win both showcases? <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot though. For oh my gosh, well it's yeah. twelve inches, twelve inches, and it's going to be pretty wide as well, isn't it? So, yeah, so well, I'm hope, hoping there's a lot of articulation in those mouths and stuff too that makes up for some of that cost. I would think. But. There's a few um, photos around of this being shown, displayed at some toy fair, I, I imagine in Japan or something, and it does look pretty massive. Especially when it's next to, you know, Godzilla himself, yeah. which is appropriate. Yeah. Anyway, moving on to something that I might be likely to, uh, might be likely to maybe tempted to order. Um, kind of maybe. This, this, yeah, kind of maybe. This week, the um, bombshell line, the next figure was announced in that from our friend Tim Miller and Aunt Lucia. And this time it's the one that I've been kind of expecting to see is Batgirl. <laughs> And they went. She's hot. She's hot. They went a different way with this one because she looks more like a pilot. She's got the goggles on. Looks like she may have some kind of backpack parachute on. Um, She actually looks like she's going to war more than the Rosie the Riveter type figures we've gotten previously. Mm. She's holding her her cape out, and I. uh, Some reason the New York Times seemed to get the or New York Post got the exclusive reveal of this yeah, and i love it i'd like this i'd like to see some more pictures because i i don't think the first picture that they're showing really does it justice i think you need to see this maybe from a couple different angles yeah but she's yeah. got the lace-up boots and she's got a bare midriff so you know little skin showing a little little bit of skin man I, I love the head though the you don't like cool. it adam no no you Face like, it's like she got slapped with the ugly stick oh really does 
No, it doesn't. It does. Well, Adam's wrong. Please cut his mic. <laughs> Adam's opinions are incorrect. Uh, I, I don't like it. Well, we need to find. We need to name our sound engineer. I think we've just created a new AFB podcast staff member. Boris. <laughs> what, what's his name? Boris. Boris. That is so freaky because that's what I was about to say. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not mm. even joking. Okay, Boris, the sound engineer, can you cut Adam's mic, please? He's wrong. See, I'd rather have the Wonder Woman one. The Wonder Woman one is my favorite still. She <laughs> might be second or third. But yeah. we blocked the hell out of the Wonder Woman one. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm not, this is not, I'm not going to collect this line, but I, I like this one. If I was allowed to collect figures of women that are very busty and <laughs> not all their clothes on, this would probably be up there for an option for me. Yeah. If I get any of them, it would probably be this one just because I've got a bit of a Babs Gordon completist thing. I too send one to Adam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, flip we'll, that it's okay. <laughs> we'll move on to something that I'm sure Adam will not like too. So this uh, saw a note. It was uh, vote Game of Thrones holiday Funko poll. So they have three different figures up uh, Funko pop vinyls, and you get to vote to see which one they're going to make for the holidays. I guess. They're for their Game of Thrones exclusive. The uh, three figures are Tyrion. Looks like he's in maybe battle gear because he's got the big scar across his face. The Hound and Jamie Lannister. The Hound has the um, Hound helmet on. I don't really remember him wearing that once or twice. Uh, and I'm wondering if that's removable, maybe. Probably not, knowing them, but... I wouldn't you know, think it is. And if, if you're wondering right now, the uh, the voting is Jamie Lannister's in last, Ooh. the Hound, and, and Tyrion has like almost double the votes of the Hound. So um, I'm guessing it's going to be Tyrion. He's kind of a fan favorite. Uh, this is handless Jamie Lannister. Oh, that was a spoiler. I'm sorry. <gasps> oh, I'm sorry. Ouch. I don't don't worry. They're only like a decade or so behind, John. Yeah, I'm, I'm like forever behind because I don't watch it. <laughs> I know it's too scary for you. <laughs> oh, but, so was that John sighing at his own? No, that was me doing the John sigh. Wow, that was pretty good. Thank you. <laughs> that was pretty good. <laughs> you should record that. And no, it's because I worked out last week that John sigh is actually my dad's sigh. Uh, I know, and so I, I've got it in me. <laughs> Can you make that your notification sound on your phone? So that every time you get an email, you just get a. <sighs> <laughs> I'll have to get you to record it for me, though. That'll be the. That, I, actually, I could assign that to a few of my clients <laughs> as, a, as a notification. You know, those ones that you get emails from and you just think. <sighs> <laughs> That'd be good. Yeah. Alrighty. More Funko. Hey, did we mention we're talking to a Funko designer tonight? I think we did. Yeah. Um. So, Big Bang Theory. Funko, of course, because they're touching every popular culture thing that they can. Um, they look Funko-ish. They're, I guess they're a little bit longer bodies on these ones. Mm. Well, maybe not, actually. Um, I yeah. think they're thinner. They don't have the mm. heroic width, necessarily. Mm. Well, that's fair enough. They're, um, you know. Nerds. Yeah. <laughs> they look good for what they are. Um, so I, I, I like the um, mystery minis better. 
Yeah, I was just going to say, though, on these um, Funkos, I don't see any um, Sheldon. They've already done Sheldon and Amy. Yeah, they, they, yeah, uh, they did Sheldon and Amy already. Okay, moving mm. on. Yeah, so the Mystery Minis, they're blind box figures, of course. Again, everything's being blind boxed. Yeah. They look pretty cool. They remind me of something, and I'm not sure what. Is it Smurfs? No, they remind me a little of uh, the robot chicken people. Oh. The faces. Yeah. You know, probably the eyebrows. I don't know. It's actually amazing when you look at those um, mystery minis, like how well they actually have, I know they're not likenesses, they're caricatures, but um, I'm not sure about Penny, but all the rest of them, really work you know you just look at them and you automatically know who the character is which you know that's that's a that's a skill mm. well, it's mm. cool that they got the the star trek subset too yeah that's really cool. I, I kind of like that <laughs> well there's there's seven sheldon variants yeah mm. <laughs> and the women's is underrepresented the women's is they get one each um more funko the San Diego Funko exclusives um, have um, been shown. So we've got a bunch of uh, turtles, um, the four turtles in their... Um, the four turtles. Four turtles. <laughs> it's <personal. Yeah>. apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> the four turtles of the apocalypse. <laughs> the um, very shiny apocalypse, thank you very much. Yes, yeah. the very shiny turtles and they've also... You know how they do that. Polish them? No, no. Well, yeah, turtle you know, wax. Turtle wax, yeah. <laughs> uh, Saw that one coming. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's the four turtles, and they've got their different colored um, uh, eye, gin, elbow, and knee things as opposed to the single color red versions. Um, we've also got some um, Walking Dead Funko exclusives, so blood splattered, blood splattered exclusives, and also more blood splatter, but alien blood splatter for Alien and Predator. Now, can I blood, ask you a question? Green blood. Has has the addition of blood splatter ever on a toy ever caused you to buy it when you wouldn't have bought it already? No. Not me, because I probably wouldn't be collecting the line that would need blood splatter in it. I just, I, I don't get it. And I also don't like poo splattered variants. Yeah, oh, mm. be, yeah. no. That, there's, there's been one of those? Was it South Park or? Batman. Uh, <laughs> was it like the Kevin Smith follow through yeah, no, variant? No, it was the um, Batman and Clayface two pack uh, with mud, uh, yeah, mud splattered be. Batman. Yeah. So how sh- many of the, the sharting Batman? <laughs> the Funko exclusives have we seen now? Because this is what eight. This is eight. Yeah. There's two of the other ones, so we're maybe a quarter of the way through them. Well, when you think of that, they have twenty three bazillion licenses. Well, um, there's there's fifty two exclusives for SDCC, so this is just a a just fraction of them. Interesting. Yeah. Kickstarter and Zika Toys, who we mentioned um, a couple of weeks back. Um, so they've got a Kickstarter going for the classic Mego uh, Type 2 body. So they're running a campaign for basically getting a bunch of them made. They're eight inch tall, one night scale for customizers, essentially. Mm, very good. 
Yeah, and um, it sounds like a, an easy thing to do. People want it, but nobody will actually believe that people would pay for it, so they're doing a Kickstarter. They seem to go pretty well. They're um, almost a quarter of the way through their um, goal. That's awesome. Yeah, they've got six weeks to go on that, so I reckon I'll um, chip in myself and grab one of the bodies at least. You're going to pull the plug. Going to pull the plug or, or pull the pin. some other yeah way to describe Flatten the knacker. Actually, flatten the the trigger. (laughs) (laughs) I like flatten the knacker better. I think that's. I'm going to flatten my nuts. (laughs) 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 This is is almost unredeemable, this show already, and we've only. (laughs) Oh my god. Sorry. Anyway. I'm not sure they come with heads. I think you have to um, get your own head sculpts for them or make your own, something like that. Scott, have you seen anything? I have seen so much. Um, but in, in Toy World, there were two new Bowen Design statues announced this week, ones that we knew to some degree were coming, but I, I love the way that Bowen does their releases You know where some things – you see kind of blow by blow and you know where they're coming and others just pop up. And in terms of ones that we knew were coming, we had we knew that a new Green Goblin full-size statue was coming. There has been an, an action one before um, with him on his glider, but this is a museum-posed one, which is gliderless, uh, awesome, um, mm. really beautifully sculpted. I don't have the glider one and I'm not going to worry about it anymore because this one is going to go beautifully on my, uh, Spider-Man shelf. It might actually force me to create a second Spider-Man Bowen shelf. Oops. I know. Well, well, when, when we get to feeding the addiction, I'll, I'll have more reasons as to why, but this is a, it's a really nicely done statue. It's Kucharik brothers who are right up there in terms of the Bowen stuff. And then the other one is Astonishing Wolverine that I'm still on the fence about. I try to stick to one character per, one statue per character. I have the brown costume Wolverine but um, I mm. love this. the facial expression on this is so cool. So apparently this is the 15th Bowen Wolverine This is the 15th statue. Bowen Wolverine. That's right. Well, as, To as, me that one's pretty... That's how I think of Wolverine. Yeah, I mean, like the the, and I've got enough X Men, Bowen stuff that there's actually kind of scope for another Wolvie in there to kind of go with the more modern stuff, whereas the brown cast costume goes with some of the earlier stuff. So, and I just I, the, the facial expression, the, the sneer on this, and the you know he's basically giving the finger with his claws. I, you know, like it's pretty cool. Um, mm. I like it. I like it a lot. And as Randy said when we interviewed him. Um, Wolverine pays the bills, so that's why they keep making him. <laughs> can anyone actually sneer like that, though? Yeah, I've just been I trying. I can't do it. Well, I can do it. Just try harder. Man. I'm very grumpy. All yeah, you Australian you, guys, you're just too happy. Now that we know that you're purple and translucent, like you know, who knows what <laughs> you can do? Yeah, so Adam, you just have to start right with the frown, both corners of your mouth down, and then just sort of lift up a little bit. Yeah, I'm doing it. Yeah, I've got it. I've nailed it. You, I'm, I'm assuming it's just, you know, further evidence of my uncoordination. And we'll leave it at that. <laughs> or maybe you need to see your neurologist. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, the and uh, we'll just put Adam's medical issues aside for a moment. Um, something that might give a lot of people medical issues is the Batman Hot Toys '89 Batmobile box. Particularly, the Postman might have issues because they have just released the dimensions of the box, and it is 123 centimeters long and uh, 41 centimeters high. 67.5 centimeters wide and it weighs 22 kilos mm. epic so basically if you ordered that from say big bad toy store yeah. <laughs> it would be a big the biggest big bad toy store box i've ever seen with yeah. this inside it and it'd just fit and how much would the shipping be oh my god it's the, so that's 48 pounds john yeah I, i'm aware well i'm just helping i i have a degree in engineering i think i can convert <laughs> i know well, I know how good you um, Americans are with the metric system, which you you know decided to adopt back in the seventies, and then couldn't pull the trigger on. So I just wasn't hundred percent sure whether you well, knew. To be honest, everything we do at work is in metric. Well, how ha, enli- how ha, enlightened of so, you? Ha. He's ha. just he's just he's just showing you. Well, far out for me to try and help John. Yeah. Now there right. are other medical companies that do all their work. In English, although they print the sizes on their items in metric, which confuses me. But oh, they're working English. <laughs> <laughs> uh, says cheerio, mate. <laughs> Sincerely, cheerio, mate. In English, awesome. When, when, so what language do you do your work in? Whenever we use the inch, pound, foot, we call that English. That's in, called imperial, John. No, not here. Uh, well, you're wrong. Oh, it's just. Just no, source. I'm anyway. not. Okay. You're wrong. Back to the hot toys. Anyway, forget the helping, John. Do you get the sticky tape with the box? <laughs> <laughs> I sure hope so. <laughs> they've, they've done some in-scale just pictures of the you, – you really don't get it until you see it next to the uh, Batman Hot Toys box, which is not a small Hot Toys box either. Just how massive this is. So holy dooly. Why is that thing so much bigger? So Batman I mean, can see that probably. Well, a lot of padding probably. That all. That, actually, maybe the sticky tape's really heavy though. Maybe that's why it weighs so much. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure that's a, just a mock-up of the box, probably. Yes. Although does getting it, that box pristine probably is. <laughs> does it come with like swap-out wheels or something? I'm just wondering. Like Hot Toys have a lot of swap-outs. What's the Batmobile come with? I think there is, um, you know, the shield that comes over it. Yeah. Uh, in the movie, I think that's. Pieces for that. Uh, I think there might be a piece for that, but it's, okay. they're not showing it in these these shots. You know, when I saw that first picture originally, I thought those numbers were actually on the box. Well, I would have pointed that out to you, but I didn't want to make you feel patronized. So, um, that's all my news. Wait, you have another one? Oh, I have it. Oh, I thought you yeah. were doing it. Okay, um, John. It's in blue. So, oh, thank you. Um. <laughs> What's the research guy's name again? I keep getting mixed Arnold. up. Arnold. Arnold. So I want to call him Alfred for some reason. I, you know, I just don't engage with him. Um, Alfred's the butler. Okay, radio. Um, Alfred does a pretty good job, though. Like, if you ask him, he'll he'll find out for you. So what's his name again? Albert. I'm having mm. a mental block. Okay, Albert has just Arnold. handed me Arnold. <laughs> Damn it, Arnold from our research department. Hey, Arnold, how would you feel about going by Albert? Fat. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Arnold from our research department has just handed me the latest Mr. Gold minifigure update. 
And the stats are that 1,012 out of 5,000 have been found. You'll have to convert that to Imperial for yourself, John. Um, 37 have been found in Australia, 6 in Indiana, and 2 in Mexico. Why, um, why did we need to know about Mexico? I, I always give a country, an extra country. Oh, good on you. And the rest are in New Zealand? <laughs> <laughs> Well, Germany, I would think. That's where everything seems yeah, to be maybe. happening in the toy world these days. Ironically, Denmark has very few, too. Huh. I think they have like six. And how Actually, many in the U.S. of A? Well, the problem is in the U.S. they do it by state. They don't have a oh. – um, or at least if they do, I haven't figured it out yet. Uh, but I would have thought being an engineer that you'd be able to add that up in your head really quickly. It, it's it's 50 states and – Oh, bless. You know, that, that's what we have, you know, spreadsheets for. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Well, Mr. Host. Yes. So I think that um, we've officially cooked that turkey. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's uh, we're wrapping up articulated we've, news. We flattened that knacker for sure. We <laughs> <laughs> might knacker away from you lot. <laughs> we kicked that one in the nuts. <laughs> faster when Ben's here, don't they? Wrap it up, Eli, quick. We'll be right back with the next instalment of the AFB podcast game, Name That. Now it's time for everybody's favourite podcast game, Name That. Our good friend John, a.k.a. Engineer Nerd from TVandFilmToys.com, presents us with an action figure sound, and the aim of the game is to guess where it's from. So, over to you, John. Well, thank you very much. And uh, we've had a a string of luck, because somebody got this one too. But we'll give everybody else one reminder of what it is. So, um, Boris, please insert that sound right here. So did you guys have a guess at this one before I reveal what it is? If you uh, don't know what it is. No. <laughs> nope. Um, I'm going to say it is a commercial for a vintage Josie and the Pussycats action figure line. Um, no. Damn. No. Damn. Anyway. Um. In a in a streak of of good answers, uh, Eddie three four two nine got this one again. Hey, Eddie. So Ed, Eddie got another point. This is a Harry Potter ad. It is for the Chamber of Secrets slime pit or Chamber of Slime. I, I can't remember what the exact name of it is, but uh, it was a slime playset that came Chamber out of, slime. of uh, Harry Potter. So good job, Eddie. Yeah, good on you, Eddie. You're on a roll. Um. Yeah, Grey Matter Splat actually IM me during the week and, and told me that he had got it as well. So, uh, congrats to him as well. Nah, uh, too late, mate. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nice try. <laughs> <laughs> tell yeah, tell I, your story, walking pal. 
<laughs> there's actually a clue in there, and this this may give you guys some insight into what I try and do. There, you, you hear the word Lumos, which is a Harry Potter word, in the middle of that, and that's the clue that gives it away kind of what it is. So, mm. Anyway, moving on to this week's sound, it is another commercial, and it sounds a bit like this. Hideously deformed action figures from... And as always, we'll put it in one more time for the slow children. So, Boris, if you will. Slow children. Hideously deformed action figures from. And as always, if you have any guesses or just want to uh, ask questions or you know maybe just make fun of the sound, just come on over to the forum and you can do that because uh, you know you could be like Eddie and get a bunch right and get a whole bunch of forum points, which are redeemable for uh, uh, donuts all around the world. What? Yeah. No one ever told me that. Yeah, you got to go to a Tim Hortons. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. We're also um, interviewing for a replacement for Boris. Yeah, we yeah. had to second him during the um, little break there. Totally screwed things up. So, anyway, come over to the forum, make a guess. <laughs> and um, coming up next, we'll be talking about what we've added to our collections for this week. Evil's riding the amazing Star Cycle. That gyro power sends him over a hundred feet at top speed. And he's not through yet. Into the dragster. Evil's super sprint car with built-in drag chute to slow him down. What a hook. And now, the Sky Cycle. That daredevil death-defying supersonic sky plane on wheels. And here he is on the super cool chopper bike. With the power that can really rip. He's sensational. He's evil. We're all here because we collect. Feeding the addiction is where we take time to check in with each other and discuss any new acquisitions or pre-orders we've made. Scott, did you pick up anything this week? I did. I had a slow week the last couple of weeks, and this week was a big week. I was waiting for both my um, Sideshow Poison Ivy premium format, which uh, Ben reviewed the last time that we did rapid fire reviews so i won't talk too much about that i got the regular version not the exclusive but i seem to have actually received one of the exclusive scary plants anyway score i know so it took us a while to work out that like oh there's um there's too many plants here but we did it i popped her up next to the joker uh mrs afb walked past and said oh great another naked woman Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, she's rather well endowed in the, um, breastage area. Uh, but, but lovely and very happy with the paint job overall. One tiny little bit of paint slop near the hairline, but the face is painted really beautifully. Um, and some of the ones I've seen online haven't been, so I think I've gotten away, um, pretty safely. Gertie did not get anywhere near my poison ivy, which is good. Um, <clears throat> but then, so she, she's really a lovely piece. On the truly awesome side, I got my Bowen Designs Kingpin statue. And, um, at my comic shop, they always open up the statues before, you know, they give them to you just to make sure that they're no damage, or whatever, because they can send them back. And, uh, I actually got a text from one of the guys that owns the shop. And a Facebook message from the other guy that owns the shop, both saying, this Kingpin statue is awesome. Um, you know, and it really is, you know, for a character that you kind of think, you know, I'm, I'm buying him because he's part of the collection, not because he's necessarily my most wanted, uh, character. 
This is a fantastic statue. It's a Keith Komplitsky sculpt. It's the first Bowen piece I've ever received that actually comes with assembly instructions. Um, and the reason for that is that there's a couple of things. He's, he's holding a cane and, uh, but he's stabbing it into either a Spider-Man mask or a Daredevil mask. You get to choose which one you want. Huh. And his hands are actually both removable and attached by magnets. His right hand has actually got a slot sculpted in underneath to make the um, cane fit in, and it fits beautifully. Um, sometimes those kind of contraptions can actually be quite hard with statues to manage, but it's beautiful. But there's just some amazing detail in this beautiful paint job. Um, but, you know, he's got uh, like a little gem in in his cravat, he's got a a pinky ring that's a little gem. He's got a, a a sculpted rose on his collar. It is an absolutely beautiful piece. So, you know, I, I haven't really done the review thing for a while with photos, etc., because the podcast takes up my geek time now. But I might just have to get the um the light tent out for this one. I think he deserves some photographing. Hmm. Yeah. So I'm happy. He looks awesome. He's awesome. And, and is all the magnet and the cane thing just separate because of travel uh, I think to keep it intact? I think because it's quite complicated the way that the base is – it's a really clever base where it's actually – you can have either the Spider-Man mask or the Daredevil mask. The um, cane is stabbing into it and then there's like cracks underneath sculpted in. And so it's quite a complicated little contraption. And I suppose like for a statue to hold that and for it to be stable, they decided to make them extra pieces. So the, the magnets are only the wrists to the arms, but then the, the masks actually have a, are like, have a keyed plug into the base. And then there's a hole in the mask that the cane sits in. So it's quite a clever construction. Hmm. So good job, Keith Kaplinski. Yay, Keith. Yeah, Keith, and that, that those are my acquisitions. About you, Adam? Did you get anything this week? No, Stone Cold, nothing. No toys, no comics, no STDs. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm thrilled about that last one. I just want to share. Yeah. Yeah. Does that mean I can cancel the blood test? Is that or? Yeah. Well, you might want to get yourself checked. Okay. That's probably good. Right. To, good to know, anyway. It's always a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. John. I, yeah, I have a problem. I'm got more. I got more Doctor Who Titans. Oh my goodness! <laughs> Again, again. More. I I actually got two of the same one. Well, they're the same figure but different colors. Because I got two Daleks this week. But I, I'll, I'll give a hint to people because I was actually shooting for a Dalek or a TARDIS. Um, they actually weigh more, and if you're faced with a number of these boxes. You can actually tell the difference holding them in your hand, which one the Daleks are, because they they weigh more than like the the regular like you know the figure type people do. So um, if you pick them up, you can tell the difference. And Mrs. Nerd was able to tell, hey, this one's a little narrower than it is wider. You can actually feel the base of the Dalek in there. So um, just something to keep in mind if you're looking for those and you really want a Dalek. So I got a red Dalek and a blue Dalek. Cool. Very good. Well, I had a couple of things um, turn up since the last time we spoke. Um, so I was trying out Hobby Link Japan while I'm waiting for um, 
a particular figure on pre-order to come through. So I ordered a Revoltech Pixar collection Sully from Monsters, Inc. Uh, hey. And that's a really cool little figure. It, um, it's got quite good articulation. Uh, it can't do a lot. It's a pretty tiny figure. It's only like three or four inches. Um, but great amount of articulation. It's got a replaceable face. Eyeballs can move in there. Um, and it also comes with a little Boo. And, uh, and uh, Boo's, she's in the, um, I forget what the costume is, the homemade monster costume they made in the movie. Oh, yeah. With the eyeballs um, on top of it. Yeah, so that comes off and you can uh, rotate Boo's head in there as well. It's a very cute little thing. There's, um, I think there's six or seven figures in this um, series, the Pixar collection that Revoltech did. Um, I don't think, don't know if I'll get any of the others, but um, they look pretty cool. Maybe the um, the Woody, he'd be pretty cool. And I also picked up um, from the Alien Metron figure from the Ultra Monster series. Um, you may remember we red carded a figure a long while back. Um, it was a little diecast thing with a fish head. Oh yes, monster thing. Japanese. Oh wow! I I can't remember what that thing was called. It had a really the, long name that had ultra in it for sure. Yeah, mm. yeah. Um, so this little bit of investigation, when I thought I had to get it just out of obligation to the uh, to the to the show, hmm. um, it's just a like only a couple of points of articulation, sort of PVC figure. Um, no sort of packaging other than a um, uh, little tag thing to hang on a, on the pegs. Um, so he is part of, what is it, the um, Ultra 7 series or something in Japan? Oh, pretty, one of those, you know, live-action monster shows. And he's called Alien Metro or Metron, Metron Seijin. Don't know. <laughs> it all looks very amusing. Found a couple of video clips. One of the where he's reportedly he's um, sitting around smoking, and it could be you know smoking dope as well. And some other monster comes along and tries to tell him the error of its way, and then they get into all these sort of fighting where they're kicking each other in the nuts and stuff. <laughs> stuff. So if you ever want to have a look at that, search Pandon versus Metron Sajin. It's great. Anyway, I thought I had to have that one, and it was pretty cheap. It was only like six or seven bucks, and there's a, there's a series of them as well. <laughs> Is that Alrighty. it? That's it. Yeah, that's it. We did Shall it. we uh, move on? We should move on. We should re- right. red card someone, I reckon. Yeah, let's do it. All right, a uh, small break, and then we'll be back to award another red card to something or someone in the toy universe. What is this bizarro world? Red Carded is a chance to poke fun at the what the fuck moments in our hobby, be they unusual announcements, a complete fail action figure, or worse. Handing out the penalty this week is Adam. So over to you. Thank you, thank you. So, as happens when I'm bored and have, you know, an urge to spend money, I go looking for um, things of that. Well, yeah, toilets, but I was going to say, <laughs> more generally, things of a Japanese persuasion. Um, so I got, uh, I think it was probably from a, a Big Bad Toy Store newsletter um, telling me that there's a one-tenth scale Mari Illustrious plug suit version 
action in inverted commas uh, figure by Wave um, available for pre-order. So this is actually, after a bit of research, I think the second release of this figure. It was released in around 09, 010, um, and this is obviously a, I think it was started to be available for pre-order sometime last year. It was initially meant to be available sometime around this time, but is now available in December. So far, I haven't got to the red card, um, <laughs> as astounding as all that is. So the funny part is, as you read the details, you go along and you get to uh, a few sentences from the end where it says, also, figures such as this are mass-produced, and as a result, some inconsistencies in finish and painting may occur. These are not considered manufacturer's defects. If you absolutely must have perfection, prepare to do some touch-up work on your own. And my thoughts were, right, it may not be perfect and I can do my own touch-up work. For the bargain price of only 68 bucks for a six-inch figure, get out of town. <laughs> like, seriously. What? And I've actually seen reviews of, you know, the previous release and they're going, oh, yeah, this bit's all right and that bit's all right, but the, the paint here is shocking. And I'm just going, what? You don't charge someone 68 bucks for a figure that basically can't move um, it sounds like the old, the previous release had a swap out head, and and then tell them, oh yeah, well if you actually want it to look right, you can have to paint it yourself. Get staffed. <laughs> I love this. I think it's hilarious. Like it's it's one way I guess of dealing with. I mean, obviously they're doing the best they can, and it's one way of dealing with the complaints about it. But it's to actually have it there in writing on a a third party site. I think is. Hilarious. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Why don't you just say, look, Gertie was on this one? Come That's on. Right. Just yeah. name and shame. That's right. Gertie's. <laughs> I mean, you know, really, they've got to start paying these, um, these, uh, you know, poor, impoverished painters a bit more. So do you yeah. think that actually appears on the packaging? I wonder. Because that would be weird, wouldn't it? Like, you. Take it home and you start complaining about the paint and go, ah, no, see, we said that on the pack. Yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't feel too happy, would, would you? It would be funny. <laughs> we, we've started painting it, but you can finish it. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like those, it's like those manga books where, you know, there's only like the first three or four pages are in colour and the rest are in black and white. So you, get, you get the idea. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Use your imagination. It's like a Grant Morrison story. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, it, it's fascinating, actually, in the statue world, when you follow some of the statue message boards, there are a lot of people out there that actually do repaint a lot of stuff that they get. Sorry, I don't for know, a online. statue? Yes. There are people there that will, like, you know, you, you pay three, $400 for a sideshow statue, and then they will repaint some or part of it. Because there's a problem with it or because they don't like no, no, it? Yeah, because they're not happy with the paint job. They like, don't so agree just... with the colour deco for this figure. Oh, no, what no. it really should be is. No. Well, yeah, that, that, but also just like the uh, – take Sideshow as an example where the the heads, um, the paint job on the heads of a lot of the Sideshow premium formats don't quite – live up to the solicits and you know there's a fair there's a fair few Gerties working uh 
in those factories. And so there are some people that will get them and say, this is crappy and send it back. And then there are actually people out there who you can send them to and they will repaint them for you. And you have to pay them, obviously. Um, but you know, that's, that's a pretty sad state of affairs. Um, but you know, what the one, my poison ivy, what I mentioned with my, you know, it's got one tiny little bit of red paint slop underneath her hairline, which you can barely see, but some people would then go and repaint that. I'd be terrified. Yeah. This is a fucking joke. I'm not standing for this. That's right. <laughs> this is bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck sending it back. They're just fucking up again. I'm doing myself. <laughs> I'm doing fucking everything myself. <laughs> yeah. Well, That's I think that crazy. was a really good find, Adam, and a highly, oh. highly deserved red card. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Yeah. Well, there you go, Wave. We've just found out about you and you've got a red card. Congratulations. Just <laughs> <laughs> notoriety like that is pretty hard to achieve. Well, that's right. They should be appreciative, really. We've probably just raised their, um, you know, cr- street cred by a thousand percent. Yeah. Surely. Alrighty. Well, after that, we will be back right after the break with our interview with Reese O'Brien. Automorphine Power Rangers, this is Zordon. It's morphine time. Evil space aliens are approaching your location. Combine your weapons. It's your only hope. Karate action, Power Rangers. Use your hand-to-hand fighting abilities. Block, chop, and kick. Protect the Earth from evil space aliens. Mighty Morphin Power Rangers from Bandai. Grab the power. Well, this week, we're very lucky to have with us Reese O'Brien. Reese, amongst other things, is a designer with Funko and has his own toy line, Obvious Causes of Death Ghosts. Welcome, Reese. Hello. Thanks for having me. Thanks very much for getting up at the uh, crack of dawn, as we say. <laughs> Not a problem. I'm going right back to bed after this. <laughs> Good man. Nice. Good man. I think everybody um, but John will be going back. To, we'll be going to bed here in Australia when we're done here. John has to start his day, though, don't you, John? Yeah, I gotta oh, go to the bank after sorry. this. <laughs> go to the bank. <laughs> so, Reese, um, we've been having a little bit of a look at um, well, your your blog and also your um, Pinterest boards. Um, you're oh, oh, oh. <laughs> you've got a lot of interests, <laughs> but you're definitely a big comic yes, book I- action figure geek. Yes. How did you end up working um, with the stuff that you like? Um, well, I found a lamp and I rubbed it. <laughs> and, no. Um, well, um, it's kind of a convoluted story, but I'll try and give you the short version. Um, I've always been a graphic designer, um, have been for uh, 15 years or more now. Uh, and I, I was in a working for a company designing t-shirt graphics, uh, mostly a lot of kid stuff, a lot of ninjas and dinosaurs and that kind of thing. And while I was at that company, they decided to start a small toy section uh, department um, and nobody wanted to be in charge of it. And I was the guy that had 30,000 <laughs> toys around his desk. And so I slowly raised my hand. I said, I'll do it. And that was the first time I became a toy designer. Um, and then at that t-shirt company, the art director of that company and myself eventually broke off to start our own toy company called Mixo about uh, almost three years ago now. Um, and then Mixo lasted a couple of years until almost a year ago. Well, it was Comic-Con last year, shortly after Comic-Con 
in San Diego last year, um, Funko approached us and um, we merged and I came along with the merger. So uh, I really just kind of stumbled into it and um, I'm now living a dream come true, to be honest. <laughs> mm. so, so what's your background leading, um, you know, before your graphic design stuff like your um, were you a comic book reading kid growing up or more of just a pop culture kid or what are your influences? Um, I was a little bit of both. Um, I didn't hit my stride as a comic book nerd until I guess I was 15. Well, no, sorry, about 12. I started really getting into comics and then by 15 I was full-blown addict. Um, and then I actually spent some time in my late teens and early twenties trying to break into the comic business. And that was during the big boom when image comics first started and everybody and their brother was giving, was being given a comic book of their own. Um, and that was my first love actually was drawing comics, but I was horrible at it. So that didn't pan out. (laughs) It's a lot of work. Yeah, it is a lot of work. Yeah, it's terrible. And I've always been a toy geek. I was always, um, I was that kid that, you guys remember the Toys R Us commercial, I Don't Want to Grow Up? Mm Because if I did, right? I believed that, like, (laughs) to the core of my being. And um, while all the other kids I knew were like, man, I can't wait to drive and smoke and swear. I was like, what are you, stupid? This is awesome. We are in the dirt with action figures that are fighting each other and we have no cares and I just never wanted that to end. So uh, a little bit of a Peter Pan syndrome, but it's all worked out for me in the end. It feels like. <laughs> well, that sounds great. <laughs> yeah. And, and am I right in thinking that you have do or have done stuff for about.com action figures as well? Yeah. As a matter of fact, well, that was fun. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was their action figure guide, collecting guide, action figure collecting guide for about.com um, for just over a year. Um, and I am no longer doing that, and that's fine with me. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was okay. It was it was a fun thing. Um, uh, and it just wasn't my favorite format, let's say. Okay. Yeah, well, I was, I, I, I was trying to be diplomatic. No, that's fine. Yep, I just I think yeah. that's the first time that I came across you because back in the day, I think you wrote something nice about Action Figure Blues on there. So um, I did. Yeah. I put you guys on the uh, top ten list of Action Figure blogs. Well, there you go. Then I knew yeah. they liked you for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's very good. But yeah, that was me. Wait, is that the only reason I'm on the show right now? Yeah, it is. Pretty much. Oh, yeah. I sucked up to you like three years ago. <laughs> No, I just just remembered that now, actually, because I, you know, when I started seeing your name associated with Funko, I thought, oh, I didn't realize you were a designer. I thought you were just a, I mean, not just, but that you were a, a, you know, toy media person like us with no actual skills. Um, So (laughs) to to see, you know, the great stuff that you're doing has been really exciting, but it took a while to kind of piece all that together. So it's cool. Yeah. yeah, and back then, I guess when I was writing for About.com, I was still just a lowly T-shirt designer. I'm kidding about lowly. I respect <laughs> all my, my fellow T-shirt designers. Yeah, we have a huge um, T-shirt designer listening market, particularly in Germany. So I'm please, sure you do, yeah, so I don't want sure. them mad at me. Yeah, particularly the German T-shirt designers. We're really popular Gosh, with them. So They're the worst. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Every, sh- everything's black ink on red shirts. So <laughs> weird. It's really strange. So Mixo, um, Mixo had licenses of its own that then went to Funko. Is that correct? 
Yeah, basically, but we didn't have any licenses that Funko didn't already have. Oh, right, right, yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> like, for example, we acquired Masters of the Universe at the very same time that uh, Funko did. Um, so when the merger happened, it was a very smooth transition. Mm, fantastic. What what kind of lines? I mean, what, what were you doing there that, that we'd recognize? <laughs> very little. <laughs> but, but we tried. Um, when, when I was with Mixo, uh, we were making uh, paper craft figures um, um, and collectible tins and stuff. Basically, we were trying to uh, pay homage to... Um, like things from our childhood, like, you know, the stuff you'd cut out on the back of uh, cereal boxes or, or old tin embossed lunch boxes and stuff. And we had licenses like DC comics and um, the Smurfs, which failed miserably, but um, <laughs> <laughs> our intentions were good. And uh, masters of the universe, like I mentioned. Um, and we took it about as far as the owner wanted to take it in a two year period. Um, and then we got it to a point where Funko was like, Hey, no, no, we think we can take this even further. And, um, I agreed <laughs> and they exciting. have already. I noticed the Smurfs board on your Pinterest, which I have to say, you really educated me about Pinterest <laughs> because up until today, I seriously thought it was just for recipes. Um, and now well, it mostly is. It's ninety percent recipes and dress patterns. Well, <laughs> which is why I haven't really ever gone there. But I was checking out the Smurfs board on your your Pinterest and saw some stuff there. So it looks like you had a go. I did. I, it's kind of embarrassing. You're calling me out on my Smurfs addiction. Um, <laughs> that's the only reason you're on the show. That's, that's the real reason you're on the show. Yeah. yeah. I'm feeling hazed. Um, I'm sorry. Uh, I love Smurfs. I can't help it. I mean, I was a kid um, when they came on TV, and um, and I used to collect the little figurines. And in eighty percent of what I do in my life is based on nostalgia. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I can't help. I love those little blue guys. I mean, you know, what can I say? Now, now see, I was, I'm the same age, and I don't ever remember collecting Smurfs like that. I you had didn't? two. I had two. And one of them two. was in a cage. <laughs> <laughs> Did it come in a cage? Yeah. Was it oh, in a camp in a, Glad to hear that. No. No, he came in a little cage, and you could hang oh, him. Oh, my God. That's funny. Well, I got into him. Um, not the toughest toy to bring to show and tell in third grade, let me tell you. <laughs> um, but I can't help it. I loved them. But, I mean, I loved cooler stuff, too. I mean, I was a huge Star Wars guy, and um, and my favorite cartoons were like Thundar the Barbarian and Dungeons and & Dragons and stuff. So I, I kept the balance. That's good to hear. We'll, we'll, yeah. let you, we'll let you stay on for a little bit longer then. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so, sorry, go ahead, John. Do, do you think that the... That your your love of the Smurfs, the, the small vinyl figures from back in that age, is kind of influenced the kind of stuff you like to do now, or? Absolutely, absolutely. Okay. In fact, when I first started the obvious cause of death ghosts, they weren't obviously caused of death. No, I, <laughs> I, whatever that you know what I mean. Um, and they were originally my idea was to do a what what was called a ghost town series, and I was going to hand sculpt these little ghosts, and they were all going to live in a town and come with these little paper craft haunted houses. And so you could build the whole town. And I still may do that idea. Um, and they were, you know, it's supposed to be like Smurfs or Snorks or whatever other, you know, multiple PVC figures you could buy back in the day. And there would be like a little policeman ghost and a little 
fireman ghost and a school teacher ghost and you know and stuff which which is kind of morbid if you think about it but um i meant to make it cute was my intention so yeah absolutely smurfs were a huge influence when i first started making the ghost but the problem was i sculpted the ghost the first one and i had this overwhelming urge to stick this little plastic axe in his head and i did and that and that was that <laughs> so so tell me about how this evolved because from what i can see you are producing each and every one of these yourself is that correct yeah, by hand. I'm not a great sculptor, so I'm. These are very simple shapes. I'm making them by hand. Okay, and and how did it evolve from something you started off making, you know, for yourself, to something that you're now actually selling, and that you know, certainly from what I've seen online, seemed to be um, very successful. It's getting there. Um, it's also like a nice little. It's just kind of a small side thing. I mean, Funko is my love, and I'm a company man, and I'm devoted, you know, but. It's one of those things like like if you're in a band, like say you're in a big awesome rock band, right? And you got videos on MTV and you and you you're you're touring and playing these huge things. You sometimes still want to like sneak away and play like a, a little acoustic set in a coffee shop, you know what I mean, by yourself. That's kind of what my ghosts are to me. It's it's my way of doing like a fun little thing on my own. Now, what happened is originally I wanted um to be in this art show. Um our art director, Sean Wilkinson, owns a gallery, Tasty Gallery, here in uh, Seattle, and they have art shows. And the theme of this one was um, toys and monsters. And so they said, come on, man, you got to be in the show. And I was kind of a new employee, and it really felt good to be invited. So I said, okay. So I had to come up with these toys. Now, these guys, the guys I work with, Rob Schwartz, um, Tim, Tim Gillardi, and those guys, uh, Amos, they are killer toy customizers. I am not. I'm very mediocre. I'm good at designing on paper and making someone else sculpt it for me. But so I had to come up with something simple. So I took some basic sculpting and I made a few of these ghosts, like I mentioned. I made other toys. I made these angry little candy corns called candy scorns. And I made um, boogers holding machine guns called war boogers and you know, <laughs> weird, like just weird, weird stuff. And I and I made the packaging part of the art piece. Like I put them in little baggies and I stapled the header card to them and everything and punched a hole and put them on JPEGs. And it was more just an homage, you know, as an art piece. And then what happened was I posted some of those on my blog, the Lair of the Dork Horde, and people really seemed to respond to the ghosts, um, overwhelmingly so, over the other ones, like over the boogers with machine guns for some oh, reason. Oh, that's just but, um, didn't take I know, go figure. Yeah. So, um, I said, well, you know what? This will be my fun little acoustic set that I do in a coffee house every now and then. Let me see where I can take it. So I made a bunch of ghosts, opened up a store envy page, and decided to see how it goes. And now I've got um, I've got people collecting these things. I can't even believe it. <laughs> I mean, it's nuts, man. It's so nuts. I mean, I'm honored and I'm humbled, but it's nuts. Am, am I right in saying that they're made from glow-in-the-dark Sculpey? Yeah, man. I mean, <laughs> I'm just going to like craft stores and I'm buying up all their Sculpey, which is funny. If you want to get a strange look from an old lady in a in a smock, <laughs> go up and buy like 20 packs of glow-in-the-dark Sculpey all at once. <laughs> a really odd look, man. <laughs> and especially if I go to like to the dollhouse section and I like raid their section of all the like little axes and chainsaws and stuff. <laughs> 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 then they're really looking at me like a weirdo. 
Let me look at some of those. Hey, are you guys going to get any more butcher knives in? Any miniature butcher knives? No? Okay. <laughs> and so some, you... some of those accessories looks like look like they've come from more expensive action figures. <laughs> you know, my friend Tony says that. He says I'm killing him because I keep uh, – I guess I'm using some rare accessories, but I have a bucket full of old G.I. Joe accessories. I'm just like, oh, I need this machine gun. No, don't do that. I know. I I guess I I used one that was extremely rare, he told me. So I was like, well, sorry. (laughs) I'm trying to spread the happiness, you know. The other thing that I like about following what you're doing is that you take – you know, requests and ideas um, from fans about your the, the causes of death. Is that just something that's oh, sure. evolved as you've as you've done this? Or well, it started out every time I get more likes. Um, every time we hit like a milestone likes on our Facebook page, um, I'd like to do a little giveaway, and I get people to just name their death. Like, how do they want to see a ghost die? And I pick one. Last time, uh, I actually picked three winners. Um, and I thought that was kind of fun. So every now and then people will send me messages either via Twitter or via the Facebook page. And they'll say, hey, man, you know what would be cool? Um, how about ones that have big holes blown in them and, and they come with little cannonballs? And I and I just so happen to have a bunch of little cannonballs. And I went, hey, great idea. <laughs> and so I make them, you know. And I, I try to give people credit where credit's due. So the Sculpey, once you've um, shaped it, is baked is that right? Yes. And how long do you have to do that for for it to? Oh, it's it's like half an hour at two hundred and forty degrees. It's nothing. Okay, and then, and and how? Um... You, you'll have to convert that, Scott, to something. Oh yeah, sorry. <laughs> to, um, to Fahrenheit. Is it about one eighty or? I don't know. You're asking me to do math. That's yeah. terrible. John, That's not you know, being the resident engineer and. Uh, Converter of did you say it was two forty? Two forty, yes. It'd be probably like one twenty, maybe. Oh, one twenty. No, no, no. Yeah. It probably yeah. says on the packaging. To be honest with you, I'll I'll, I'll get um, I'll our, get Arnold on it. Yeah, Arnold, Arnold, our research guy. Um, all right. Yeah. He, Thank you, Arnold. He's gonna get on that right now. Um, the so how hard is it once it's done? Like one fifteen. That was pretty close. Hey. Very good. You I mean, how difficult is it? No, no, sorry. In terms of the, um, the oh, ghost. Literally how, it's... like, density? Yeah. And strength? Um, it's pretty strong. Sculpey's a pretty strong material, um, especially when you're making just large, simple shapes. Um, I have learned that little, intricate shapes are not wonderful. They tend to break. Mm-hmm. Um, so it can be a little bit brittle. Uh, the guys I work with, like Rob and, and Wilkie and them, they use um, this two-part epoxy when they're sculpting that um, um, dries in the air over time, like overnight, into once it's mixed, into like an almost like permanent, strong plastic material. And um, they've got a batch of it set aside for me, but I've yet to use it because... Sculpting makes me uh, scared, <laughs> but I'll get around to it eventually. I'm learning a lot from these guys. Do you have other phobias related to your uh, sharks? Okay. Greatly afraid of sharks, so I will never come to Australia. Oh, I hear there's sharks that walk around in the land. Yeah, <laughs> is that why you have that board on Pinterest for superheroes versus sharks? Super- 
superheroes fighting sharks, man. <laughs> Sorry. Actually, we've just got a, a white pointer in the yard at the moment. I'm going to have to go and deal with it. I'll be right back. I'm never coming to Australia. I'm ne- never, never, seen, never seen a shark in the wild. Have had, um, outside of the ocean, have definitely seen them from afar in the ocean. Dolphins, lots of dolphins. Had kangaroos hop down the street. Um, I'm, kangaroos is kind of scare me, to be honest with you. Yeah, you wouldn't want to. Um, you wouldn't want to face one if you were cornered. They would. No, they, yeah. I saw a cartoon as a kid where one was boxing, and they were. And Elmer Fudd got punched so hard <laughs> that he went through a wall. <laughs> and as you know, those are documentaries to me. So <laughs> I'm, never messing, I'm never messing with that. Uh, I like and you guys have like the most deadliest, angriest spiders in the world. Yeah, the snakes are pretty bad too. Yeah. I know. I mean, you've got spiders that like have tattoos and smoke. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's me like they've all got Brooklyn accents. Like, yeah, God, it's horrible. Pretty much. That, that'd be a good toy line, actually. Well, they, that's something to think. No, about. no, it wouldn't. No, it wouldn't. Okay, sorry. No, I take it. Some of us don't like spiders. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Which is funny. It brings me back to the ghost. I made this one ghost that had this giant spider stuck to it and these two little puncture wounds um, oozing green goo. And I was like, oh, this is real funny. And I named it Arachnophobia, and no one will buy it. Like, no one will touch it. And I've actually, when people buy a mystery ghost, which is my version of, uh, like, Blind Box, right? I'm like, just, you know, throw me six bucks. I'll throw you a ghost. Um, I've actually gotten a couple of requests like, hey, I know it's a mystery, but Please just don't send me the spider one, okay? Oh, <laughs> and I go, oh, all right. You know, so. <laughs> so I won't be making any more one ghosts that are attacked by spiders because, boy, I've tapped into a deep fear there. So like yeah. clowns or anything? <laughs> What's that? Or clowns or anything like that. <gasps> Death by no, clowns. No, no clowns. There's another thing I don't like. I don't like clowns either. <laughs> and I really don't like clown sharks. <laughs> you're, you're not, Those yeah, are the worst. tattoos. <laughs> I can't talk about tattoos. I'm covered in ink. So I noticed the um, Geek Ink uh, board on your Pinterest yep. as well. And I uh, yeah. was going to ask you if you had them yourself. Oh, yeah. I'm almost – I'm working on full sleeves. Oh, awesome. Um, I just finished – both hands are done in completely Star Wars themes. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. I've got Star on one set of knuckles and Wars on the other and – I've got R2-D2 on my right hand and Darth Vader on my left hand. And above R2 is the rebellion symbol with rays of light coming off it. And above Darth Vader on my wrist is the Empire symbol with red lightning coming off of it. Wow. Yeah, I, uh, I'm, I'm committed. And I mean, I've got another geeky thing. I got a, man, I got a 20-sided die on my arm. I mean. <laughs> wow. And I have a panther. I have, a, I have one of a panther fighting a shark. <laughs> wow so I'm that, committed that you're committed or maybe yeah. you should be no or yeah well <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that might happen that, that was sci-fi <laughs> movie of the week last week wasn't it <laughs> yeah I'm pulling it out <laughs> you're, you're committed or maybe you should be yeah. it was like there's <laughs> always a, a half shark half octopus or something <laughs> hey now let, let's talk about Funko for a moment um, sure the one of the things that I know that you have worked on are there Walking Dead blind box toys yes um so yes. Tell, tell us a bit about that they look awesome oh thank you very much um 
that one I'm especially uh, is kind of close to my heart because well, one I love the show, um, and two that was the first time they kind of went, hey man, um, run with it, you know, like let's come up with a completely new style, you know. Um, Brian and our our owner, um, he's really good about not being stuck within a box, you know, like, um, uh, sorry, like, that, that's, that's funny when you uh, think about it, everything's from Funko in a box. <laughs> sorry. I know. Good yeah. point. Good point. <laughs> um, sorry. Wait till I make the pun where I say something pops or something, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but like, but yeah, like, like he just kind of, what happened was in that situation. And, and we do this often is that he goes, okay, we're going to do this new blind box series. It's going to be walking dead. Everybody take a swing at it. And then we all go back to our desks and we do some sketching and then we all meet up in the boardroom and we put them all up on the board and we all discuss them. Hmm. And in that particular situation, um, they went, this style looks good, Reese. Good job. Go. And they set me loose on it. And I worked on it. And, it, and you know, nothing's created in a vacuum. I mean, I worked on it, but like, you know, Wilkie would come over and direct me and be like, hey, try this nose here, you know, move this nose here or, or try this shape is a little close to the edge. Try that. You know, so everybody comes in and they give their advice and it really is like a team effort, a group effort. Um, and and it was one of those that the style was so kind of out there for Funko anyway, that I was a little worried right up until they arrived in the offices. The first samples arrived in the offices. I was a little worried. I was like, oh, what if this is a flop? And this was my first chance to kind of show what I was made of at this mm-hmm. company. Mm-hmm. And not that I hadn't designed other things, but this one was like, you know, really me sticking my neck out. But when they arrived, I mean, they were gorgeous. Not not to toot my own horn, but they were absolutely beautiful. So I, I'm I'm really excited and we're already working on series two but i can't tell you too much about that other than i'll tell you that we we will have some actual characters from the show and not so many zombies in series two excellent that's the one thing i was going to ask i mean obviously the the daryl and merle um i just think are awesome and it gives you a sense of what else you could do with it so it's good to hear that those are going to come sure well we had a um licensing is a weird thing sometimes um and we had a little issue that AMC wasn't quite sure if we were allowed to do any of the characters that were in the movie and the comic book because another uh, toy company who I will not name owns those rights and they like to keep those rights to themselves. Mm-hmm. And so they wanted to make sure we weren't stepping on anyone's toes. Um, luckily what happened was um, the series one looked so good and they seemed pretty happy with it. And um, initial orders are so good that um, they went, you know what? Okay. It's, it's worth us like going to the mattresses and for you and making sure that you get more characters in series two. Fantastic. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. Well, it's, you know, even in the time that we started advertising this on our Facebook and I popped a picture up there, we, I've had a number of comments and messages saying, those are awesome. Where can I get them, et cetera? And I think that they're going to, um, I mean, you know, the whole blind box thing is obviously becoming a huge phenomenon. And so it's a great oh, addition yeah. to that. I, I have a fun co question. Yes. Why do you, why do you guys hate us? Or why, why do you hate me having money in my wallet? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so we get this a lot. We uh, sometimes we check the the Funko forums, and uh, I mean, just from the pops alone, we put out so many pops um, every month. And if, yeah, people say that a lot. They're like, "Oh, my poor wallet," or they go, "Oh my god, I'll never find all of these." And and we say this. This is our mantra around the office, and we say it to every fan and collector: you do not 
have to buy them <laughs> all. We are not forcing you. We don't we don't want you to go poor. Please feed your pets and your children and your family first, pay your rent, do all that good stuff. Um but uh we appreciate the customers, the the collectors and everything, but um God, please don't kill yourself over this stuff. It'll be there, you know. It'll show up on eBay one day if you don't get it this round, you know. Uh, later, when you're rich and famous or something, you can buy them all. But uh, don't kill yourself, please. So, are there any licenses that Funko doesn't have that you really want? Oh, absolutely. We, um, I mean, we have a lot. I'm not going to lie about that. You have a lot. Yeah, we do. <laughs> <laughs> but um i mean there's always those dream licenses that uh, are kind of just a little out of our reach and we'll get them one day hopefully you know um we actually have a boardroom where there's a large uh dry erase board and every now and then we'll have a meeting we'll go all right guys what's some dream licenses and we'll just start throwing some out there uh for example one of the big ones is nfl we're hoping to we've been we're all football fans where i work <laughs> And then there's a lot of times there's a lot of licenses that uh, collectors are often want us to try and get, you know, like Doctor Who, for example. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it just hasn't happened yet. We're working on it. It hasn't happened yet, but we're hopeful as well. Oh, well, that's good. That's good. Yeah. So what other Funko stuff have you been involved in? Um, a lot. Um, a lot of the stuff I talked about with mix of like the paper craft and the collectible tins was brought over and I still do work on those. Um, and, but I also, wor I've worked on some pops. Um, I've done my first set of wacky wobblers and they're in production. Well, what else have I done? A little bit of everything really, but a lot of blind box. I do a lot of blind box and pops mostly. Cool. Well, you're definitely popular in our house. My 12 year old daughter is a pops collector and particularly the DC and star Wars. And so, uh, she was extremely excited when she heard that I was talking to someone from, from Funko and sure. said, would you please tell him that I really, <laughs> that, that I really like the pops? Look, I'll tell him, I'll tell him. So I've told you, I've done my fatherly duty now. And, uh, thank you for making toys that are cheap enough for me to be able to buy as little gifts and bring home from business trips. <laughs> it's very handy. <laughs> oh, I'm glad. I'm glad you like that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I wasn't going to get involved in collecting them at all, but then I walked into the comic shop with my daughter and she saw the Manamana um, and a Snouth and <laughs> wasn't able to leave the shop without them. Oh, well, and, and really, at, at the price, it's hard to say no, isn't it? Oh, yeah. But speaking of kids, I wanted to ask a question. If sure. we, If you knew a kid today that said, hey, I really like toys, I really like these things, how would I get involved? What would you tell them? to study or what would you tell them to do to, to maybe be a toy designer eventually? Wow. That's an awesome question. Um, well, I guess looking back on my career, cause I kind of stumbled into toy design, but now I know kind of the path I would have taken. Um, I would definitely strongly um, suggest getting a, like going to school, some sort of design school. Um, fine art is nice, but you need structured, design because it's going to become important later when you're trying to imagine a symmetrical three-dimensional object um, turning in space. Um, mm -hmm. And, and th these days, now, I didn't have this as a kid, of course, um, but I would strongly, strongly suggest that even if you do not plan to be a 3D sculptor, a digital sculptor, it's becoming so prevalent nowadays. I mean, they're starting to teach it in middle schools, you know, as an elective. I would strongly suggest taking that, taking classes on 3D 
sculpting because that's going to be the wave of the future. That's when, I mean, when I get an idea, I bust out a pen and I get it down on some paper and I have to draw it four times because I got to draw the back and I got to draw the left side and I got to draw the right side. But <clears throat> we've got this, uh, one of our newest coworkers, uh, a girl named Darcy, who's our first in-house sculptor. Um, she works in 3D in um, Maya and ZBrush. And it's so neat to see an idea actually come to life that can turn in space. So I would strongly suggest that and um, strongly suggest design classes. And fine art doesn't hurt either because it frees up your mind. And collect as many toys as you can and look at them. Look at them closely. <laughs> you know, like, seriously, don't just, you know, I always say this to people because I know a lot of collectors that collect. They're like, oh, well, this is cute. And they put it on their shelf or whatever. But I'm like, no, look at it. Look how the feet are connected to the ankle. Look at the the how, the shape of the head. Is it symmetrical? At it, like really look at it. That's great. It's fantastic. Sorry, I got on a rant there. No, that's fine. That's oh, fine. It's okay. It's a good, good answer. <laughs> Thank you. It's a great answer. So, guys, any other questions for Reese? You strike me as a DC man, Reese. I am a reformed Marvel guy, but oh. you're right. I'm kind of a DC guy now. Um, as a kid, though, I was. Almost strictly Marvel, except for Batman. Good I man, notice good you're, man. Uh, you're a bit of a fan of two of my favorites, Big Barter and Mr. Miracle. Oh, God. I'm not going to lie to you. I literally wish I was Mr. Miracle. Like, <laughs> I wish I was scot-free. Like, I don't wish I had his childhood, but I, I mean, <laughs> you're the world's greatest escape artist. you got this little dwarf of a best friend, and your wife is this big, hulking, hot chick. Who can lift a car? That's the, <laughs> that's the life, man. Yeah, it's not bad. And I'm still at work pushing for a like a big bar of Mr. Miracle Pop, and every time I do, the guys look at me like, "Who? Oh man, really? <laughs> oh, never mind. Let's just make a you know, whatever. <laughs> Metallic Catwoman. Yeah. Well, we'll make another Batman. You know, <laughs> hey, those Batman, people, people love those Batmans. I can't I can't say anything bad about them. No, of course not. But surely they should be making you enough money for you to be able to slip a Mr. Miracle and Big Barda in there. Well, you know, it's not outside the realm of of reality because um, although we do like to do popular characters, uh, Brian is pretty good about wanting to keep street cred, mm. you know. So it's like he likes to throw the fans somebody who's a little a little more offbeat. Um, and I feel like Mr. Miracle at least is um, kind of along those lines, you know. I think the good thing about those two characters is they've got a lot of just the strong colors, so they really do um, oh, draw they attention. Yeah, they make absolutely gorgeous toys, no doubt. Well, when they arrive, we'll know who was responsible for it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, well, you <laughs> yeah we'll know, we'll know, right? He's had his, he's had his way. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, well. That is awesome. Well, look, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us tonight. We really appreciate it. Absolutely. Thanks so much for uh, having me on, man. It's uh, it's an honor. It really is. Thank you. I hope you get back to sleep well for the rest of the morning. I think I'm going to. I think I'm, uh, I, I think I need to shut my eyes for a little bit before <laughs> the dog makes me take him for a walk. <laughs> All right. Well, that wraps up our interview with Reese O'Brien. We'll be right back in a moment with some feedback before we wrap things up. Hey kids, I'm here to tell you about two extremely famous plumbers, Mario Mario and Luigi Mario, from the Super Mario Bros. movie. You want to know? We'll make some 
Super? Because they triumph over the evil Koopa and his brainless sidekicks, Iggy and Spike. Using only their plumbing tools, and they battle the Goombas. Koopa's hideous dino human army. Those Goombas are scary. The Super Mario Brothers action figures from Turtle. But don't worry, they're not real. Well, before we wrap up, we've got a little bit of feedback from our listeners to share. If you'd like to hear your questions, comments, or suggestions on future episodes, email us at podcast at actionfigureblues.com and you may just hear it read out. John, you've got our first piece of feedback tonight. Yeah, um, we got some feedback from Twitter. Uh, our good friend, Grey Matters Flat, he said that toy detectives thing you mentioned at the end definitely sounds like a micronaut. Uh, got a pick. Um, later on, he got back to me and he said that he kind of agreed that it was a... Um, what did I say? It was a repto. He kind of thought it was the same thing. So, um, so basically, Ben was wrong. Ben was wrong. Yeah, yeah. yeah. For, for those that haven't listened to last week's episode yet, the in the feedback we had our friend David who sends us the toy detectives things, and he had a um, a question about one that had a was it a green glowing green? green or blue alien with a tail and a glowing brain? Yeah. Oh, maybe it wasn't David. No, it was a uh, nerd culture podcast. People. Yes, yeah. it was. Yep. And uh, we we well, I had no idea. Ben thought it was something else, and John thought it was Repto. Um, Gray Matter Splat also said that through all the quiz questions, he only missed one out of all of them. Smartass. What? <laughs> he only missed one. Some of those were so hard. So how much how much money would he have got there? Like three thousand. Well, it would depend on how much he wagered at the end. But So yeah. you're saying he would have beaten me? Uh, yeah, probably. Well, he's never allowed on the show again. That's <laughs> sure. Yeah. At least not. He's kidding. We're kidding, guys. No, we're not. Fuck him. <laughs> no, sorry. Only just not on the AFP Challenge episodes when I'm playing. If I'm not playing, I don't care. Wait, do we like this person? Yes. Okay. Sorry. He lives nearby. <laughs> oh. Blame John. He will. I'm sure he will. Okay. Excellent. Well, I'm, well, I'm glad we're keeping Adam amused anyway. So yeah. I think Adam's got the next You guys are fucked. <laughs> well, fuck you. You can fuck off. So Adam's got the next piece of feedback, I think. I do. So also from uh, from Twitter, Flag Points writes, went back and listened to episode 27 of Action, Be- Action Figure Blues featuring Plaid Stallions. And wow, so much fun. Hashmigo. Yeah. Hashmigo. Yeah, that was a good one, that interview. Yeah. Mm. Was that the first interview? I am actually, was just about to say that I'm pretty sure that, that he was our first guest because that was a you know moment where we thought, we need to talk about Migo and none of us actually know a great deal about it. About it. Let's get a expert. And it all just spiraled from there. Mm. It sounds like they did some Mego discussion on this week's episode, new episode of the Flag Points podcast, too. So, um, a lot of Mego out there these days. Cool. I wonder if they'll be talking about that Kickstarter. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> I'm, All right, I'm guys. We did it. Trying to find a Dr. Zayas. That's still my thing. So. <laughs> how's how's that going? It's going. I, I came close, but he didn't have boots. I just don't want to pay, you know, I'm kind of like you with the Aquaman. I just don't want to pay the price for it. So what's the going rate for a vintage Dr. Zayas? Um, About 50, 60 bucks. Oh, my gosh. That's that's loose. Yeah, Aquaman's like 
three hundred. Well, you want one of the box and everything. I don't even need one of a box. I just, I just give up. I just hmm. want a little Doctor Zayas for my desk. You can get mainly it so I can do the Simpsons song. You know. <laughs> <laughs> you don't do it anyway. Well, I do every time I hear it. <laughs> well, what I have loved about this episode is the way that we've stayed so focused. And, you know, really been down to business. And uh, I reckon the whole thing's going to come in under half an hour. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. 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 It, cut out once Boris spirit. is done. Yeah, yeah. Once, Boris, once Boris is done with it, yeah. He's one and only chance to do it right. Yeah. I think a lot of it comes down to your clear and decisive um, leadership, Eli. That's correct. Yeah. So you could wrap up the show now if you wanted to. I could. I yeah. just thought I'd let you sort of do it for me and, you know, make me look bad. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that's working out well. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, guys. <laughs> it was I, fun. Um, John, I, I hope your um, trip to the bank is rewarding. It won't be. <laughs> be. I don't know what the opposite of rewarding is, but Will it be that's rewarding how it'll for the make bank? me feel. Um, no, okay. but it's a lose-lose type situation. Mm. Oh, so like you're going to rob them and then get shot or? I don't think I would ever resort to bank robbery. I would find some other kind of. Like street hustling? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we should let you get to it. Yeah. Okay. okay. I got to mm-hmm. go put on my, my grungy clothes and stand on a corner. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Excellent. Bye everybody. Bye. We'll podcast for toys. <laughs> Bye. Hope your hope your football team wins. Adam, quit touching that. Oh. Get your prostate check. Oh. Now it's really hard for me to say check on your mum and see if she's okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's not checking his mom's prostate. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's why it's so awkward now. I should have gone first. I'd just like to note that I tried to wrap this up. <laughs> Bye. Put a bow on it. See ya. Auf Wiedersehen. <laughs> Happy tomorrow, John. Thank you, guys. <laughs> the Action Figure Blues podcast can be found on iTunes and Stitcher Radio and downloaded direct at actionfigureblues.com by clicking on the podcast tab. If you do listen to us on iTunes, please take a moment to leave a positive rating and review. We also have an active fan forum at afbforum.com where you can join in with all of the hosts of the podcast and many other collectors to discuss news, new releases, old lines, and engage in trades and sales in a safe community. Please join us there. While you're at actionfigureblues.com, please don't forget to check out our sponsors like Mike's Comics and Stuff, ShelfLife.net, and the Pop Culture Superstore who help keep our site running. You can also find us on Twitter at AFBlues and on our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash actionfigureblues. Thanks for listening. Google image search for that um, figure. Violente. There. I went for SH Monster Arts. Violente. Violente.
Yikes. Okay, let's do the news. In you can Google image search while we're in news. <coughs> okay. In start making noise. We're not actually, you know, counted in yet. I can make as much but noise as I want until could, that point. Could be until the invisible two one. Hmm. Um. Yeah. When it's spoken, we don't call it invisible. We call it silent. Just FYI. <laughs> Four, three. Now these are the invisible two, one, zero, <laughs> minus one. No. <laughs> <laughs> I. <laughs> oh my god! We have a guest coming in fifty minutes. I love it. I love it. I love this episode. <laughs> I love it. Next time we should do it on crack. <laughs> <laughs> it might be more productive. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so should we record next week's What Bob we're here? Yeah, why not? <laughs> <laughs>